Welcome to the About Sex Podcast, where we discuss... Finances! No, wait. Yeah, actually, we <laughs> actually, are discussing we are that discuss today. Finances so normally today. we discuss sex on the podcast. And relationships. And s- people do have sex. And a lot of times, they don't have sex because they're arguing about their finances. <laughs> that is true. That's why we thought it would be a good idea to discuss so, it today. My name is Josh, and with me as always is my lovely wife, Angela Skirtu. Tell us who you are, Angela. Uh, my name is Angela Skirtu. I'm a licensed marriage therapist and an ASEC certified sex therapist. And today our guest is Robert Burtman of family budget expert (laughs) here we're gonna give this back to you dear (laughs) well thank you all right so tell us a little more about yourself robert what do you do why are you important that kind of stuff why are you an expert (laughs) why am i an expert well that's a very good question why should we listen to you (laughs) right yeah well i have uh three kids of my own i've uh also you know i did the house buying thing Mm -hmm. Uh, i've Mm -hmm. been the financial industry but more as a financial advisor financial planner for over 15 years Mm -hmm. And um, had a lot of great experiences, helped a lot of couples. But what I found is that, you know, as I was helping people with retirement planning and college mm-hmm. planning and things like that, the biggest challenges that I find people face is mainly around spending. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Mm-hmm. And specifically. Oh, yeah, we're all arguing we, about spending. Yeah, we <laughs> spend too much and then we don't have any money to spend more. <laughs> we had one of those conversations this week, didn't we, dear? Yeah, that was yesterday. <laughs> Not at all uncommon. I'm sure, you know, everyone has them, right? Yeah, um, right. And it's so, definitely around tax season. Oh, right. yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, bet you get a lot more work around tax season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people are either like, what do I do with my tax refund? Or they're, you know, um, they're man, screwed because they, can't pay, screwed. Their, we have no they money. can't pay the tax bill. No. <laughs> so how do you help them? <laughs> right. Well, that's a good question. So so when I was doing financial planning, and as I've, you know, well networked in the advisory world and planning world, that any, you know, many people can design like the best financial plan, mm-hmm. but the problem is it just sits in the drawer because people don't know how to come up with the money to fund the goals. So, right. if, you mm-hmm. know, you need money to retire or you want to buy a house or you want to mm-hmm. send your kids to college. They're like, oh, that sounds great. I just, oh, oh you mean all I have to do is come up with $2,000 a month to get it all that done in savings? Well, that, oh, yeah, wow. That's, that's yeah. simple. That's easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll just write a check. Done. No. Right. Exactly. Most so, people don't have two thousand dollars extra people in their spend budget. the majority of their money i would say all of it <laughs> and extra that's what credit cards are for yeah right right that's what <laughs> yeah. that's what they're for exactly yeah, that's what they're oh, for okay. so you can when you screw so up. you can live beyond your means <laughs> and then never pay it deal with yeah, it later. and then you just yeah. die well, you just die that's in my hope debt. for yeah. <laughs> that's our plan i'm gonna die in massive debt i don't want to leave my kids anything <laughs> oh gosh we only have one kid sorry olivia sorry yeah. olivia. you ain't getting nothing <laughs> right <laughs> so how does one do this <laughs> right well it's it's a good question it's, it's um you know, like the traditional budgeting techniques just don't work for people, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, most people are living paycheck to paycheck or beyond, mm-hmm. like you said, Josh, yeah. right? What are the, I, th- I don't think everybody knows what the traditional budget, budgeting techniques are. So what yeah. are the what traditional is, ones that is, you're fighting against? What is this budget thing you speak of? <laughs> no, I'm it's, serious. I talk to couples about this all the time. So yeah, I'm curious. No, I mean, it's it's not easy. It's in, in fact, it's complicated. I'd say maybe like five to 10% of people actually love budgeting mm-hmm. but that leaves the other 90 to 95 nobody likes out. it you and, tolerate it right they, yeah, some people i hate tolerate doing it. it every time we've actually sat down and written out all of how we all spend our money in a single month like I, it's always just so depressing i'm like oh i don't want to look at that anymore <laughs> that right it's very that's very common that's yeah. why people don't do it is because they you know like so traditional budgeting to answer mm-hmm. your question uh-huh. is um you know, think about the pie chart and they think about I have this much going to my house, this much going to my kids, this mm-hmm. much going to food, this much going. And they what they do is they say, okay, well, this month I'm only going to spend $1,000 on food. Mm-hmm. And I know my kid's daycare expense is $200 a week or $300 mm-hmm. a week. So let me create a budget item for that. Right. The problem is, is that people don't stick to it. You know, like 
I don't know if you've ever been out to drinks or dinner with friends. Yeah. Oh, and yes. Have you ever? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We've done we this. We have. I've heard of this entertainment situation. <laughs> recently. We just right. did it well, on, on Friday. Friday. <laughs> Tell us about it. Right. I don't know if any of you listening have ever been out for drinks with friends or out to dinner, but... Um, <laughs> what is this friend thing? You I lo- well, I'm already laughing because we had this plan when we went out. We were like, let's we're going to eat before and we're not going to spend gonna anything spend except on drinks. Right. And we still ended up spending like $70. $70. We were like, how did we spend so much money? Because drinks are actually pretty expensive out, yeah. apparently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not alone. I don't yeah. want to say you're, you'll be happy to know you're, you're not alone, but you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so because what happens is, I mean, most people when they go out, let's say they, they have a budget for the month and or this week they're going to spend $100 or $200 on food sure it's not like if you're out with friends and they reach that limit on budget number one they may not even know that they've reached the limit number two is they're not going to say hey angela josh uh sorry i just hit my budget for the month i'm out of here uh, mm-hmm. i'll see you next month see when next... my budget resets yeah you're exactly like, oh and i i gotta i can't take the uber home so i'm gonna be walking home yeah. because that's yeah. not my budget <laughs> yeah, either like exactly. people just don't do that no they just mm. keep spending right yeah. so budgets require some structure and um so there's a lot of flaws in that system. So another thing that people are told is save 10% of your income. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes mm-hmm. people's income are, is inconsistent. Sometimes they're not in a situation where they can save that amount. Sometimes they need to save less, or maybe they can save more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then budget categories are based upon where the money goes, but they're not based upon its importance mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. right? And so- and So they'll set like percentages that you're supposed to put to different things in your budget or something? Is that what the pie chart is suggesting? Yeah. Okay. And, and, it's, and it gets so complicated because you're like, okay, well, here's how much we spend on groceries and here's how much, much we spend on dining out and then mm-hmm. going out to movies or, oh, now we have something going wrong with our house we have to fix. Right. There's the surprise that expenses. all the time. Yeah. yeah. We learned that the first year of our marriage that every month there's something surprising surprise, along, you're broke. along the horizon and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. surprise, exactly. you're broke again. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. We kept trying to do budgets and we kept like like falling short because there'd be this $200 mm-hmm. or $300 every month that just like was a surprise expense. Yeah. yeah. And it's no different than, 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 um, than exercising or eating where it's like you have the best of intentions and then mm-hmm. the toe just approaches the line, then it goes a little bit over. Mm-hmm. And then and you're like, well, like, I'm oh, already whatever. over. You might as well just go all And in. now you're yeah. borrowing from yeah. one section to pay for the other section. Credit cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what most people, well, that's what we're taught to do. And it's a totally flawed system. And like I said, maybe one out of every 10 or 20 people can make that happen. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. most people, it's just not how we operate in day to day life. Yeah, it doesn't work. So how does the rest of the human population do this? How then? do successful people <laughs> Well, they don't. Do yeah. They, mo- mo- the, the most people don't budget at all. No, they avoid yeah. they avoid it because, yeah. like you said, the, you know, most people here's here's the way it usually works: is you know, you get your um, you uh, at the end of the month you get your credit card bill and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't believe we spent that much. Right. Where, where did our money go? Yeah, and then and I then you're like all the time, right? And then you're like, okay, well, this month we're gonna make some changes. And yeah. then next, and then you wait till next month. The credit card bill comes. You're like, it's the same number. Like, how do we how do this? this how did this yeah. happen? Or it's worse. <laughs> or it's or worse. It's worse. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's, December comes around. Yeah. Right. And it's Christmas. So that, yeah. 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 Exactly. exactly. So that's what most people end up doing, and that's yeah. that's their approach to budgeting, and it just doesn't work. And then they feel mm-hmm. bad because they feel like they should be doing something, but they don't have the right. They don't technique. feel like they have control over it. Exactly. Yeah. And then when you don't, when people don't feel like they have control over something, they just give up. Yeah. Like that's the response. Well, you either you, well, give up or panic in some so way. So if you think of anxiety, there's two responses to anxiety. So people either try to control everything mm-hmm. or they avoid it like the plague. And yeah. so you can imagine like, 
like if you're over controlling, you're like, what are you spinning? Where are yeah. you going out? What are we going to do ex- this with this? That's, that's those are the two exactly most natural my responses. To money. I know, yeah. honey. I got it by watching <laughs> Either you. Give it I up. learned it by watching you. <laughs> Either give up entirely or over micromanage how the money's spent. Yep, yep, I'm, yep. I'm so glad we have a certified therapist. This is <laughs> fantastic. Explain some of these concepts yeah, yeah. for why people do what they do. So how do you help people do it differently? I guess not budgeting is what you're doing. Yeah, the unbudgeting. The what is this? <laughs> I'm um, so confused. Is the the <laughs> keep cut back eliminate thing you listed here? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so what is that? Um, so like most people, and like you, right? We when you have a kid, all of a sudden things get <laughs> <Sorry>. tight. <laughs> no, right no, over there? Josh Go is on. choking. You can keep talking. He's I just, just gonna die over there. I'll, I'll just keep coughing in the mic. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so tell us more. Yeah. So uh, most people, when they have a child, that rocks their world in more ways than one. Yeah. Finances, sex, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. relationship, it all affects everything. Oh, right, yeah. and we were talking about that. Like, when you have a kid, you don't realize how many things are going to pop up. Like, it's not just the big medical bill at the front. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you call them startup costs. Yeah. You have startup to buy a crib. Costs. You have to buy a car yep. seat. You have to... We just had to buy her a bed. You have you know, to... She yeah. went to a toddler a bed. A big girl bed. You, mm-hmm. you have to clothe them and feed them every I day. I know, and you're not allowed to leave them in kennels. That's what the doctor says. <laughs> and when, when people said, you know, oh, it costs like $18,000 a year to raise a kid, I was like, no, that couldn't happen. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was oh, surprised. Yeah, it does. How much we sometimes spend more on that depending kid. on yeah. what you choose to put them in, in and get them involved yeah, in. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So so I came up with this technique after my first son was born, mm-hmm. and this was eight years ago, almost nine, well eight and a half years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I was thinking this budgeting thing doesn't work, and I'm a finance person. Mm-hmm. Like I should be good at this. You're a finance guy, mm-hmm. and you couldn't even do that. Right. Exactly. Thing. Wow. And and my wife is very financial oriented. She's in the financial world now too. Yeah. And and you know we couldn't we didn't really. You know, she's actually she can actually could do it. I couldn't do it. Well. <laughs> yeah. So really, you were the problem. So you need yeah, to come right. up with a solution for yourself. In case right. you're watching, Anna, I'm giving you credit that you can actually do it, and I can't. Yeah. I couldn't. It's all him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, yeah. hey, we all have our issues, you know. And so yeah. you got to do some self awareness there. But so you came up with this new system for yourself. It's yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and others, right? So we were asking ourselves the question: How do we? How can we have some semblance of quality of life while raising a child? And mm-hmm. the startup costs, like buying the crib, and then sending, you know, the three Ds of parenting, as I call them. Daycare, diapers, and doctor bills. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you have those things that come up, and um, so I thought, well, this this is silly. Budgeting doesn't tell us at all what are what it means to us. It just tells us where our money goes. Right. Mm-hmm. So this technique called keep, cut back, eliminate that I created. It's about what what it means to you, and everyone's different, right? Everyone has different hobbies. Everyone has different interests. Mm-hmm. Some people like traveling. Some people like to just be homebodies. Some people mm-hmm. like we're travelers. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's not for um, it's not for anyone to prescribe you should cut out coffee or you should not go on vacations or you should mow your own lawn Mm -hmm. um that stuff that advice is just doomed to fail because that's all the fun stuff right Mm -hmm. um so but with keep it's a three category budgeting system that people can use to um and on average my clients have cut their spending by over 11 percent without feeling like they're missing out and without a complicated budget like that's the number one thing right and so the way that it works is um so there's three categories are keep are keep cut back eliminate the first category keep um, these are things that couples go through, and they analyze their. Tra- we take them through and analyze their transactions, mm-hmm. and think about it like the things that would bring a smile to your face. Like, oh, I'm really glad we spent money on that. Like, I'm really mm-hmm. glad we took that trip. Like, like massages. massages. I like massage. Those bring a smile to my face, honey. <laughs> sure, they do. <laughs> <laughs> They're also expensive. Go on. I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. And we'll, get to, we'll, get, we'll to, get there. We'll get there. Right. <laughs> And you didn't know this, but secretly, this was a chance for you to help. No, I'm just kidding. No, but that's actually this keep category. I'm, I'm going to give you something that's going to help you out, Angela, since you're the awesome, one who loves awesome. massages and, and you don't. I'm sorry, Josh. No, no I he love loves them too. too. He's right. just trying to control the finances because he's worried about taxes. Yeah. Yeah. 
So so keep is keep are things that you enjoy or find satisfaction or fulfillment in. Right. Uh, things that help you reduce your stress or maybe they help build your income. Mm-hmm. And ob- obviously they're necessities, but I use the word necessity kind of loosely because right. you know, like someone food could have... Is a necessity. Because you don't need a massage. Right. You don't need a trip to Mexico, but it's really awesome. Well, and like rent, <laughs> like someone could choose to rent a place for $500 or they could choose mm-hmm. to rent a place for $4,000, but they right. could each be put in the necessity category. Mm-hmm. It depends mm-hmm. on what someone considers as a necessity. Right. Um, and then, um, so if it... if so whatever fits in that category, pe- couples should feel okay with spending money in that area. Mm-hmm. And the, the key cap- cu- takeaway for couples is that if one of you says it's a keep, it's a keep for both. Okay. Well, that's a cool rule because we do that in couples therapy too. If it's a do problem you? for one person, it's then a it's a problem, problem for, for both. That it keeps people from blaming each other. Cause yeah. That's yeah. a real common thing. You couples, yeah. you're always blaming each other for something. <laughs> <laughs> right. and, and, and with spending, you know, couples butt heads all the time. And usually oh, it's over yeah. the things that they care mostly about that they want to keep in their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what we do is say, if it's a keep for one, it's a keep for the other. Mm-hmm. Let's just start with that so that then we kind of dissolve that conflict. And then okay. you can work together as a couple. Um, and then for couples, especially in the keep category, you know, if you think about it three ways, there's a keep for one spouse, there's a keep for the other spouse, and then there's a keep for you two to do together, mm-hmm. for the couple to do together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the keep category. The, the cutback category are things, we're not talking about drastic changes, we're just talking about moderate reductions where um, you don't really, you won't really feel like you miss out on the experience. Right. Mm-hmm. So going out to eat is a perfect example. Some, you know, if you went out to dinner, you know, and you have that bill, right, the $70 bill, mm-hmm. it's not like, we're not going to do that again. We're going to cut that out cold turkey. It's instead um, cut it back. Yeah. It's, like maybe once a week instead of twice a week. Right. Instead right. of $70 bill, maybe you try to get it to be a $55 or bill less, or a $50 yeah. bill. Yeah. Um, or, or just do Taco Bell. Or Taco Bell, right? Taco Bell is actually a way to cut back spending on tacos as opposed to doing it at home. Oh, yeah. Making it because taco making tacos at home is expensive. It's compared cheaper to, to do it at Taco Bell. Oh yeah. Well, I guess huh. it's like a dollar for a taco. I don't want to. I don't want to say it's healthier, but it <laughs> or more fun. You know, Interesting. I, one, one of my buddies, he's like, one of my buddies is like, my wife wants to do taco night, and we, we do taco night every like, week. Yeah, we end up spending like twenty dollars on tacos, and I could just go to Taco Bell and spend fifteen or ten. Spend yeah. ten. Hmm. Anyway, that's a. Interesting. A bad attempt at a you joke. You just like blew no. my mind. I'm you just like, blew is my it mind. Really? Right. I like, thought eating well, we out was always of, more expensive. We were thinking about like Little Caesars the other day, and you know how you like go to the store and you buy these pizzas, but it's just as easy to grab a Little Caesars because the they do the five dollar pizza, yeah. pizza on yeah. the way home, and it's pizza, about pizza. the same price, and you don't you also are saving time, so it's a little more efficient. Yeah. yeah. You know. So sometimes I don't know. Maybe it is, but I do yeah. like our taco nights. We're really well, good then, Mexican cooks. Then that's a keep. Then that's a keep. Then that's a keep. Taco night stays, Angela. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea is not a drastic reduction, but it's like, you know, people who maybe go out to eat, go out to lunch every day of the week. Right. Instead mm-hmm. of doing it, people are like, I'm going to brown bag it this whole week. You know, I'm going to brown bag they it They make now. it to Tuesday and they're done. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, how about, how about just trying to go down to four mm-hmm. instead of five? How about just start with that and see how that feels? Yeah. Sounds it like you're saying changes in moderation. That's exactly right. You know, right. our culture is so like that, though. We go on a diet and we're like, I'm not going to eat anything for right. like a month. <laughs> and you're like, that sounds like a terrible plan. You can't sustain that. Yeah. So it sounds like... Finance in moderation too. Finance Just in moderation. Little, little changes little so changes. it doesn't like overwhelm you. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you still feel like you can have the same experience, whether it's going out to eat or on vacation or whatever, but you can do it for just like twenty percent less money and still have the experience, then then that'll save you money. Yeah. Um. And so that's a cutback category. So it's either a less expensive option, um, or a cheaper alternative. Doing it less often or even spreading things out. So, like I used to get my haircut every five weeks, and I, now I get my haircut every six weeks. And mm-hmm. so, you know, 
So the sixth week, you're a little scraggly, but you're fine. Uh, Just a little more moose. (laughs) A little more moose. (laughs) A little more moose. Actually, actually, well, I'll get to this, but like it's gotten into the eliminate category. I actually cut my hair myself now. I don't know if you can tell the people that are watching. Guys, it's easy. I don't. I don't. We're kind of how do you you cut your own hair? Well, this is very important to us now. I'd be sitting there and getting it all crooked. Well, I use clippers. Use clippers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have like the one. I have. I can I can't cut anyone else's hair. I can only cut my own. You hair. can't yeah, see the back. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> well, I, I can feel because I've I've done it enough where I can feel on the back of my head where where <laughs> wow. I need to stop. And it looks pretty. We good. would. I didn't notice. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed the difference. Yeah. I mean, and these you can days say that they you did. You know, the okay. whole. I know <laughs> a lot of guys do that. Actually, they'll just get the clippers, but they won't try to do it nice like that. They'll actually just do. Well, maybe bald. just shave it all. They'll just off do it to about a, yeah. a half an inch. Like yeah, a lot of like guys crew do cut. That. You can easily do a crew cut like that, and it grows out. But that's interesting. Yeah, and if it looks bad, I'm just a hipster. So yeah, that's right. Right. They all yeah. look kind of homeless, so it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I wasn't funny. saying you looked homeless. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Just wanted to put that out there. The Next time I got my haircut, we'll see. We'll see. Um, it's hilarious. So that so that's a cutback category. Eliminate are things that just a total hundred percent reduction. It's the things. Oftentimes, when we're going through examining spending with couples, they don't even realize that they're still being charged for certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, it's funny. I mean, they can have something as big as like a four thousand dollar expense, like a check that they wrote. And it'll be three weeks ago, and they'll have absolutely no recollection of what it is. And you're thinking that's four thousand dollars. A lot of money, right? And so I'm not judgmental because I've certainly done stuff like that before. Um, but um, I don't write a lot of checks for four thousand dollars. I think no, but I like would for taxes that. or oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, all of a sudden we you're, do, we do, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe like a couple of months down the road, I'd be like, what was that? You know, what was that? Paying off a car or something. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like a bigger yeah. expense. Yeah. So, so there are some there are some things that people they just don't realize they're still spending money on. Mm-hmm. And then to me, it's like. You know, if, if they regret it or feel guilty about it, or if it it's counterproductive to their well being, you know, usually those are things. But it's up for them to decide what what those things are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the biggest category that people forget about is just sort of like apathetic or habitual buying that doesn't really make them feel good or bad. Like Amazon. Just, well, that could be good. <laughs> like just getting um, anything on Amazon. You're like, okay, we need an extra bookend. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, we sometimes people will do budget shopping. Like they'll go to like Goodwill because they're like, oh, this is all budget, but they don't need any of the stuff, and they'll bring exactly. home these carts right. of things or Costco because it was like cheap. You know, right. they're like, it's on sale. We, I got five. Uh, I get five thousand rolls of toilet yeah, paper yeah. for eighteen dollars at <laughs> I Costco. I saved so right. much money. Save so much money spending all this. Well, money. I always thought that a good investment would be in forever stamps because they're supposed to stay the same. Like they're always the same price, right? Yeah. So if you get them in in the beginning and you just buy all the forever stamps as the price just keeps going up you have the same price of stamps sure well you know how many stamps are you gonna buy this year none i'm just saying i had it in my mind like this is gold no it's not gold (laughs) it's not a good investment strategy well i thought like when the economy was crashing i was like maybe we should just move all our money into stamps because like those are the price of stamps is always going up but Mm -hmm. stocks are going down exactly (laughs) exactly it might be see you had a similar thought i didn't do it because that's crazy (laughs) i didn't either but you never know maybe one person is doing that and making millions sell all the stamps that's a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) they're under the table stamps i know a guy black market stamps (laughs) forever stamps now they're like i don't even know how 40 cents but i'll sell them to you for 38 oh yeah yeah. see see there you go i got you so what do you eliminate (laughs) save two cents you're really making a lot of money on this project mm-hmm. oh yeah oh, well so what kinds of things should people eliminate then well it's really up to them so it's it's the things when they look through their spending what the things that they find that mm-hmm. they don't really care about or things that actually like i cannot believe i did that again yeah they um, feel like it's a waste of money they didn't get what they wanted out of it right yeah and so so it's and it's this is all this is all sort of an experiment too so 
um, it, it helps. It immediately helps people get clarity on, on how to come up with money um, in a in a quick manner by, and it also changes their the way they think about it in the moment. So yeah. when people do it, once they go through this exercise, uh, if they go out to dinner again, they'll be like, you know, last time I remember that we spent, you know, seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going out to have a good time, but let's see if we can get it to fifty. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we're still gonna have a good time. Maybe one less drink. Maybe splitting an appetizer. Maybe you know, an appetizer or dessert. But as long as you still feel like you're getting the same the same experience, because that's that's mm-hmm. the thing for it to be sticky, um, it has to be um, something that you decide. And that's been the real power of it is not only is it simple, but it, it's actually been sustainable. The clients that I've worked with six, twelve months later and beyond, they actually are still they're using still doing it. it. Oh, yeah. um, cool. And and they don't they don't feel bad about the stuff that they're they're spending money on before that they normally feel guilty about, like buying a coffee every day, for example. Mm-hmm. The couples are they're getting along <clears throat> even if they come from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, you know, financially and um, I mean, in terms of like mindset and perspective, and yeah, um, sure. so it's 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 worked out really really well. Like I said, the average client has cut their spending by eleven percent. They don't even miss it. So, oh wow, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of the eleven percent of things we should be cutting back, man. I have no <laughs> idea what we would even cut. I I know ways to cut back, but eliminate like that's a hard category. Like, well, we have done it in some ways. Like I know we couldn't care less about cable. Yeah, and so that was something we eliminated. We had it for yeah. his father when Netflix. he lived here, but now we just do Netflix. It's yeah. like we really don't care. Like we don't watch any of that stuff. Yeah, um, sometimes it's a gym membership, or two. Sometimes people have two gym memberships, and they don't go to either of them. You they go, know? And they have like, two gyms, two different gyms. Yeah, some people Who do. Would do such a. We thing? have one gym. We membership, have one, <laughs> but we use it. Yeah. We do. Use right. it, if you though. use it, then it's keep yeah. it. Some people they're like, you know, I haven't been to the gym in a year. It's like, well, you can always rejoin. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. That's the thing about this stuff. It's not permanent. They just feel bad about it. Like the yeah. gym has a way of guilting you into sticking with them. They're like, oh, you don't want to be healthy. Well, that's how they oh. make. That's how gyms make money is because they they have membership plat that people pay on a monthly basis. But basically, a lot of people don't even show up right 90 mm-hmm. percent. it's like a really high percentage yeah. that don't show up they'll all show up in january january is always packed. every january i go there like mm-hmm. all the machines are taken by february nobody's there yeah by the end of january yeah. even i'm sure yeah. so like you know and, and so people can easily eliminate that especially in the summertime and you can always rejoin mm-hmm. you know they're always having specials yeah, so exactly well something, and even thinking like i like that you're saying the summertime too because sometimes you don't go to the gym as much in the warm weather you just want to be yeah. outside oh, yeah, like, there outside are times where we're going to the gym less in the summer yep. i mean that happens all That's the time we're out because we're like i want to go walk in the woods yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they don't have woods at the gym they don't. They they should install woods. They should. <laughs> Problem solved. Woods gym tra- trademark. There you go. There you go. Well, I have seen. I've been in places where there's trees indoors. Like you can do it. Like have like a glass canopy above. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, now we're thinking here. Now this we're is thinking. great. This will work. Well, so like one of the things that my couples will have struggles with is whether they should invest the extra money, whether they should save the money, whether they should pay off. Those are the th- top three. Like, what should we do? Fight. So I'm curious what your 11%. thoughts are. But the eleven percent, yeah, right. Well, well that's the thing. What do you do? What do you do with it, right? Now you can spend mm-hmm. it, right? Or should they spend it? Yeah, <laughs> so like just... I guess there's a fourth one I didn't put in there. Yeah, did I? It's now funny. you can just spend it. It's yeah. funny you say that because when I simplify it for people, I mean, money can go to one of four places. You can save it, invest it, pay back debt, or spend it. Mm-hmm. Saving, investing, and even paying back debt those build wealth. People forget mm-hmm. that paying back debt is actually a wealth building activity. Mm-hmm. Spending is not. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have to make it count, right? right. Um, in fact, one of my clients said, so basically what you're saying is when I spend money, I'm transferring my wealth to somebody, to somebody else. else. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. And so, oh, that's good. That's so how got... money works. Right. <laughs> so if you keep it, so that's why the 11% comes in. It's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could either give that 11% away that, that you don't need that other person, those other people to have, or you can keep it and build your own wealth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, okay. So then you ask the question, save, invest, pay back debt. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, so I have this, it's called a Wealth Builder Roadmap, and it has a framework. Basically, there's a hierarchy of 
saving, investing, paying back debt. And if you go down the line, obviously, you know, credit card debt would want to be paid back first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they have the higher percentages, yep. right? Right. And right. then <laughs> right. And then any other debt or consumer debt maybe above like, I don't know, five percent would be next and then on down and mortgage would be one of the last things to pay mm-hmm. off. And um, mm-hmm. But the thing is, when you're looking at it all together, you know, how do you mix that in with how much savings should I have in the bank at the same time? Mm-hmm. Or if I have student loans or if I have, um, um, if I have, you know, my employer match up my 401k, mm-hmm. how do I mix that all in? So the way, the way to look at it is really, let, let's, get, let's get people to be secure first. And, and security means having a little bit of money in the bank, like $2,000 to start, um, working down all the credit card debt that they can, and and then if they have any extra money left over, it's um, it would be getting the maximum match from their employer's four hundred one k. So for those of you who don't know, sometimes in a four hundred one k, it's a retirement plan where you can put money away, mm-hmm. and oftentimes employers will match. So you put in six percent of your salary, they'll put in three percent. It's free money. Free money. Yeah, um, that's so, a pretty good turnaround right there. So so those <laughs> are really like the first three things. Number one is. 2000 in the bank. Number two is paying off credit card debt. And and those are the only two things that people should focus on if they have any credit card debt. And and you know some people will say, you know, buying a house is like way down the line, mm-hmm. right? Buying a house is taking on debt and having an extra expense because even though we're yeah. taught like buying a house is an It's a liability. It is a liability. <laughs> because you have all these things. People treat it like you an have asset. To fix. But it's not. <laughs> right. And so people say, well, instead of putting you know spending all this money on rent, well then, you know, at least some of it will be going to build equity. Mm-hmm. But but there's there's a lot of flaws in the thinking. I I don't need to get too much into the weeds here. Well, but, I mean, um, I, I yeah. know some finance. I read a lot of finance books, and some finance people will say that like they won't buy a house. They will only do renting because then they don't have to do any of the fixing of the house. They they basically have the landlord right. do it. It's paid. Yeah, people and think some of them. That's like their commitment. They will yeah. never buy a house for that reason. Yeah, there's there's hidden costs of living yeah. in a house. Yeah, I mean, because usually, people think okay, this is how much my rent would be, or this is how much my mortgage would be. And they well, think and you similar. own it, so it's and like you also you're owning, own it. Yeah, but the reality is you also have repairs and. Maintenance and, and random shit happens to. Oh, I'm supposed to not cuss. Random stuff happens all the time. <laughs> like we had this one little pinhole, um, like in a pipe, in a pipe, and like over there on the other side of the basement, suddenly the got flooded, and we still haven't mm. fixed. It. I mean, it's it not partly. like leaking anymore, but like yeah. it used to look all like this, you know. And it's like, come on, man. And then there's the other things like we got to cut the tree and. You know, yeah. just little things here and there. And people don't think about that when no. they get a house. Oh, I think about it. I, you I, do I mean, every day. I don't like the, owning the, a house. He cries himself to sleep thinking about it. Well, I like, <laughs> to, I, I like to think about it as a rental property. So, like, instead of if someone were to instead of buying their own house first, if they were to buy a house that they would rent to somebody else first, mm-hmm. um, because then they're at least they're getting some cash flow. Mm-hmm. But also, you're you're seeing like how the numbers work. And t- generally, people who rent, you have to hold on to a property unless you're in a hot market. Um, but you generally have to hold on to it for you know about five to 10 years until you start seeing some real profits come in. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way buying a home works too, is sometimes people, especially couples, when they have their first kid, they get the, we need a bigger mentality, mm-hmm. where we need a bigger car, we need a bigger house. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they may not need those things. And so I always tell couples um, to like wait a year, have the kid, absorb that expense of having the kid, and then... And then think about increasing size. Idea. You know, it's funny. We totally did that. Like we literally moved three months, so four our months. Our daughter in. was born in February. Mm-hmm. And then I That's had hilarious. a spinal surgery in July and we moved a month later. Uh, <laughs> oh, we put our house on the market thinking, oh, maybe it'll take a while. It sold the very or May. next it was day. May. Oh, yeah. wow. It was yeah. so crazy. And then yeah. now we're in this house. But yeah, we totally did that exact yeah, same thing. Was, we were like, we need a bigger house. We can't live was, like this. That was a very stressful month. because like I'm sure. We were just recovering from spinal surgery. Yeah, that was not good moving. timing. It was poor oh, timing. I didn't, what were I didn't, we thinking? I was kind of glad because I didn't have to pick anything up. Like, yeah. like I had a... Clear excuse. excuse. I was like, no, I'm not supposed to pick things up. 
clearly. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's so interesting because we totally fell in that. I guess a lot of people do. Huh? Oh yeah. No, I, I just wrote a blog post on um on the the top five financial blunders that that expecting parents make, huh. and and number one is that we need a bigger mindset. Bigger, yeah. uh, and not not to say it's a mistake, mm-hmm. but um but you know because if someone it's really wants bad to do it, timing though, it's bad timing because you there's don't all these, how many new like we were expenses. talking about earlier the new expenses of having a kid and there's also the new expenses of buying a house yeah because mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you got all these repairs and other things to do yeah right yeah. If, you, if, if you look at it you got well, first, and then you have to move right then moving expenses so yeah. I, and even even when couples are talking they're getting married they want to <clears> buy a house like the starter house i usually say like don't buy the starter house unless you know you're in this in the place where you think you're going to want to raise your kids right because it's like when or you buy- you'll end up selling it two years later and getting a new house Right, like and we that's did. what we did. <laughs> no, but <laughs> literally I'm two years. Everybody oh does it. Everybody, everybody does that. Everybody really, does okay. It. And so, yeah. And what happens is, it, it's kind of like buying a house is kind of like buying a car, where you know, yeah. if you were to sell it, you have to pay real estate instead of depreciation on the car, ten mm-hmm. percent as soon as you drive off the lot. Mm-hmm. With a with a house, you have six percent that comes right off the top because if you were to turn around and sell it, you have real estate agent fees mm-hmm. and you have to oh. pay six percent. Right. So whatever you just paid for the house, you have the house has to grow in value to compensate for that. Yeah. Huh. Um, Luckily, ours did. So. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, actually, ours we, we didn't even actually. have to pay for this down payment because we bought our house during, during the, recession, the recession, and, and then, then when we sold, up. we sold it way over. We actually like twenty grand. Put it like a higher fee than we thought we should have gotten, and it was so it crazy. It sold day. so quick. So yeah, yeah it and, ended up being a good change, despite you know some of the stress. extra costs you're describing, <laughs> though, and the stress and like ah, yeah, yeah never buy things. a house. The timing <laughs> then was good. Like that, I would consider that an opportunistic investment. Like when you buy a house. When the, During when the, the recession, market yeah, was yeah. crashing. Because we could at that point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, our yeah. house sat on the market for nine months and no one t- wanted to touch it. We put on a low wall bid and got it. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, it, they were tearing down houses for more than what we paid for it. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, so that was a good time to buy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there are rare cases, you know, I don't want to talk people out of home ownership, but a lot of times people get there too quickly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to have a financial plan for it. Like, yeah. That's the important thing. Yeah. And it, having a baby is you need to find your own financial plan for that too so they're not a good timing yeah to smash I, the two together right i mean you're gonna people who have <laughs> don't babies, smash a baby with a house no <laughs> bad idea bad. bad idea i think they send you to jail for that oh. <laughs> um, but yeah so i mean because you have like this 10 to twenty thousand dollar new expense in having the kid plus the startup costs of like mm-hmm. buying everything and mm-hmm. then you throw a house with a bigger mortgage payment typically and you got to come up with the money for the down payment then you got to mm-hmm. make it your own you got to build the nursery mm-hmm. and then you then people buy a new car and so they add another like four hundred dollar a month payment on top of that and as soon as you know it they're like what do we do you know yeah minivans are expensive they are yeah we we totally thought about getting them but then we were like that's way too expensive expensive. and really i mean we you know if you like have an suv it works maybe it's like Mm -hmm. if people could just take a like to deep breathe for like a month or two before they make a decision that's what we did kind of like Like, we were planning to buy a minivan really important you know yeah we were planning my minivan and we were like Okay, it's kind of expensive, so we just kind of sat on it and thought yeah, about it. And we're like, yeah, hey, we it's can like, make does it really it matter? It. And yeah. we only have one kid. I mean, it's not like we yeah. have to have fifty children in the back right now. <laughs> right. You know? right. When we had our third, we I've uh, so I have eight and six year old boys, and then an eighteen month old girl. Mm-hmm. And when she was born, I'm like, we can't fit all these car seats in the back. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, it turns out we could. Oh, you oh. could. And so just we, all three lined up. I just didn't buy a new car. It's like well, I can't go. drive yeah. anyone around, but I'm driving kids around all day anyway, so I don't I don't take adults around anywhere yeah. it's all kids yeah, yeah. exactly um, <laughs> so, yeah 
<laughs> well, that works perfectly then. Three car seats. So what are some That's of a the... Lot um, of kids oh, yeah, there's a lot of children. Uh, what it's, were it's, you it's, thinking? It's very quiet. Back <laughs> are you going for... It's quiet, it's is so it? so quiet. No. Oh, no, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, were you going to ask if he's going for a fourth? fourth? <laughs> I, I think we're done. You think you're done? Yeah. We, we feel very fortunate. Yeah, you're good. Uh, you're good at three. We're good to go. You're good to go. I think we're good at one. We were like, you know, do we want another? Do we not want another? But it's like, it's so loud when you multiply them. Oh, they're loud now. Very loud. Just one is loud. And wonderful, and wonderful. And wonderful. Like, I love my daughter, and I would love if we had another one, but if we just don't have another one, I don't love it, so I don't have to worry about it. That's true. There you, you just go. hold your I'll just withhold give your her love. all of my love. Done. <laughs> and only children always turn out wonderful anyway. Yeah, I hear they're not weird at all. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> they're not spoiled. No, they'll be fine. Well, whatever. We want a spoiler. I like her yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Well, so, like, what kinds of values do people bring that sometimes make it difficult for them to, like, are there to ever fit just, to that, like, to fit to this? Because, like, eliminate. You, you mean know, like family history? Yeah, like family history, things that people are like, this is what's supposed to happen with money and you're doing everything against what I believe in or whatever. Like yeah. what if sure somebody puts everything in the keep category? Like yeah. everything oh, has yeah. to be kept. I want to I want to hear the conflicts. Well, then I would send them to a therapist <laughs> like Angela. Like <laughs> Angela. She's a keep no, everything. I don't want to keep everything. We got rid of the cable. I don't care. <laughs> that was one thing. But I do want to keep the massages, the travel and the painting. <laughs> Well, the painting's not expensive. Yeah, continue. What yeah, no, that, no. I mean, that, <laughs> hobbies. Yeah. This is this is not this is not an atypical conversation. Like this is how yeah. it goes. I mean, I'd say so. I mean, none of us marry our own carbon copies, right? I mean, mm-hmm. no one marries someone that's exactly the same, thinks exactly the same. Mm, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and and it makes life fun and exciting mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. But, but it also um and it creates, creates balance conflict, and, yeah. and it creates conflict, especially. You know, the most typical thing we see are people coming from different ma- money values. So the most common example is like one's a spender, one's a saver, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so the spender wants to spend, 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 live in the moment, and the saver wants... Carpe diem. Carpe diem. <laughs> oh, look at this on Amazon. Like, I'm going to pick that up. Or, or they want to stuff it all the way into a bank. Yeah, or you go That's to Target. Yeah. You go to Target and figure that all. out. Something wrong with your headset. Yeah, it's just hurting my ears. It okay. does the thing where I'm like, I'm done with the you, headphones. You don't have to have it on. <laughs> your, your experience, you can you can know if I you're speaking to the mic. I can hear and see what's going on. Yeah, you can um, hear us. Um, and then the other person is a saving mindset where they're sort of like the long-term, usually they have like a long-term wealth bend where it's like every dollar we spend is a dollar that isn't growing our wealth, but they take it to the, mm-hmm. it, well, it seems extreme to their partner. To the other person, yeah. Oh, I've definitely seen that where like it feels like they can't spend anything or enjoy anything and it like it can cause some resentment actually because I mean if you're only saving everything and you don't have any opportunity to enjoy your money I mean how long can you live like that before you want to kill somebody like physically (laughs) (laughs) so far we've made it 11 years (laughs) yeah we get to spend. Yeah, <laughs> right. no, I don't. And I don't advocate for murder people. By the way, I'm just saying I can wait, imagine that. Wait, feeling. wait, wait, wait! You don't advocate. <laughs> I do for not murder. advocate for murder. That is that, not a part of my platform. That is a strong <laughs> stance to take, but I I'm proud of you for taking it. I'm on board with that. Okay. Uh, no murder. No murder. <laughs> you're silly. Um, but 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 I mean the, the 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 mindset that you're that you're talking about, Angela, is very very common. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the budgeter, you know, sort of like you know, has their Excel spreadsheet up and like mm-hmm. counting every dollar, there's plenty of those around and they tend to marry each other. Mm-hmm. And so there's a middle ground there. And the middle ground comes from making sure that, um, number one, they have to get in touch with that. Like they may not understand why, um, I don't know, travel 
is or massages manifest to someone as like the thing that very they really important. enjoy or yeah. very important. Mm-hmm. Like massage, that's like sixty bucks every time you go. So so that you know, and but they don't understand that's like oh, but you buy games with the latest electronic gadgets, and that's right. your thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so once I have an understanding that I get this satisfaction, I get the same satisfaction that from this as you get from that. Mm-hmm. That helps like at least comment so they can have a rational right. discussion about like, it. You have that. I want this. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like you still want something that makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then what they can do is start working <laughs> on like they what the the most important thing is like take everything that everyone thinks is a keep off out of the argument to start and just work mm-hmm. on cut back and eliminate together In the other areas because there are yeah. things that people can agree on and once they get that agreement and they start seeing some changes then they can start you know making things like improving their financial situation improving their relationship mm-hmm. um and, and things like that too mm-hmm. so it starts with that and then the other thing is you know the budgeter really wants to like sit down for an hour in front of the spreadsheet go through mm-hmm. the budget with their spouse or partner mm-hmm. and it's but, really out of their comfort zone usually right like, yeah they're just like they don't even know what's going on so they're they almost like, shut they down feel like they're at a lecture at the budget. yeah like they're, what are these numbers I've seen this. Yeah. yeah like yeah. where my couples were, were like, like they just don't know they don't know anything about it so even the language turns them off yeah. like they're like i don't uh, just do whatever you need to do you know and that's what ends up happening <laughs> and then, and then exactly. they don't feel like they have control in it and then uh-huh. they, and then they resentful. get mad again yeah. and they're like why can't we ever go on a trip or why can't we ever do a massage you know it's because you're not good at excel <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you need to take a class, honey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But normally, I mean, normally there's one financially dominant dominant person in the relationship, and it's either out of control or it's out of reluctance, mm-hmm. right? Like the other person, I'm not, I don't want to do this. I, I, I don't want to sit down and talk numbers. So like, I'm not mm-hmm. a numbers person. People say it, tell right. themselves. So, so one person ends up having to deal with all the finances. Yeah. yeah. So I have a, a weekly spending <laughs> review that I have couples do. They sign up for Mint or some some budgeting tracking software. Mint? I, I like Mint.com is one of the better ones because it's, it's pretty robust in its reporting. Mm-hmm. And it's also, um, it, it it's really easy to kind of like, to aggr- it's like aggregates all the spending from the bank accounts and credit cards oh, and everything. Nifty. Um, and so what pe- I have people do just a five minute weekly spending review. My wife and I do it every week. <laughs> and you just go down, you just look at the transactions and just... You know, you'd say, okay, here's where the money went this week. You don't have to categorize. You don't have to figure it out. You're just mm-hmm. awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Getting in touch with it in an unintimidating way. And then there's a, a trends section where you look at the trends and you can see like your spending for the month or your net income for the month. Mm-hmm. And you can see, okay, well, we're this much so far. And, and here's how much we have left until we're in the red. Mm-hmm. And they don't, have, they don't have to make any choices about it. They, they, it's just to be aware. Now, the budget person can go back and really love this tool and like do everything they want. <laughs> but for the purposes of the weekly spending review, it gets the person who doesn't want to really look at the numbers to just spend five minutes with their spouse or partner, mm-hmm. like talking about the numbers, looking at just being gaining involved awareness, somehow, being involved. Yeah. And there's some bills, you know, some people, some in some households, one person pays all the bills and the other person has absolutely no idea how much things cost. So it helps both understand like how much do things really cost? Mm-hmm. Um, how much does the pest control cost? How much does mowing the lawn cost? How much are our utility bills on a regular basis? Um, and we see it especially with like our parents' generation and beyond where like the the w- females, the women typically have absolutely no idea where the money's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they're in an unfortunate situation where they become a widow, they have absolutely no idea what to do. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. something I worry about. Like I generally deal with all the finances. So I worry like if I ever died, I don't think she'd know how to even pay the mortgage. 
Yeah, well, well, hopefully it happens. <laughs> no, they don't send a bill. <laughs> they don't. See? They you, have the little booklet, right? They the that they booklet. send us. They send it every okay. year. I'm aware. So of you stuff. might figure it out. I just don't want to do it, but I do know. <laughs> I love finance, actually. But I was thinking, you know, that skill from a therapeutic standpoint, mm-hmm. the observe skill actually is uh, transferable to a lot of problems. Like when you get people working on their weight, their job is to observe just the calories they're taking mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Or if you're getting people working on like anger, for example, they may observe their moods. Like mm-hmm. when do when do I tend to get angry? When's this happening? So like that's actually a pretty decent therapeutic skill because it automatically gets people being more conscious and and they'll start like if you yeah. get them just doing being this, more conscious just in a of week. your calories yeah. or your spending uh-huh. makes you more aware how maybe you're overdoing it in mm-hmm. a certain it area. makes you naturally pull back yeah. a little bit because you're like oh i didn't realize i had spent like 50 dollars on coffee this week. like how do we spend 800 dollars a month on candy <laughs> like, you know, we don't but we don't but you could but I you mean, could. Our daughter would definitely enjoy our that amount daughter of candy. is all about the candy at this age. Oh, they, she's they... only potty training for skittles right now yeah. that is, that's, that's it if there's no candy involved she is, it, she will she is shut down I, I, I had a friend who she she would have like matchbox cars and every time her son would go go in the potty she'd give him matchbox part but he would yeah. go a little bit and then hold it and then a half hour later go again ah and so, so he's getting like five a day yeah yeah exactly <laughs> what a smart kid kids well, are very smart they, they say are. people respond to incentives so mm-hmm. that's true intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the only way we could get her back on there it's like she uh, would it's not true. do she it she hates the potty but if she gets skittles well you gotta think of it from her there. point of view like her whole life she's not had to worry about it she just yeah. takes a crap and then somebody else cleans it up yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's and now weird. all of a sudden you want her to be involved? Yeah, not, we are taking What's her out her? of the lap of luxury, yeah. I guess. Yeah, what, what is her incentive to do it? What's her incentive to change? Nothing. Nothing. Except I don't know. Yeah. This well, is why it's such a difficult well, maybe, topic. You know, maybe when she turns thirteen, there'll be some peer pressure, or something like that. Just... Social shame. Avoid social shame. Yeah, like my sons, it's like, like, hey, you can't just be wearing a diaper when you're thirteen years yeah. old. You know, you just can't. Yeah, they that. frown yeah. upon that in middle school when you're crapping yourself in, you know, biology <laughs> <They>. class. <laughs> I, I would, I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Me either. I see, I see. Me either at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, I could imagine it. Like, I've definitely seen it hard for some of my clients who are those, like, really tense budgeters that even if, you know, like, and maybe I'm not using the same approach here, but, like, they just really can't spend. And I, I don't know if you've seen these people where they literally will save until they retire. And then when they retire and they're supposed to be spending they the die. money and having fun, they still can't. They're, they're still, still not traveling. They're still not doing any of the fun stuff. It's like so they're it's like they're almost um, debilitated, debilitated by the money. <laughs> it cripples them. Well, it does. Well, some people look the at... The fear of not having money makes, yeah. drives them to constantly But there's no saving. amount that can fill the void. And they like, probably grew I've up... I've seen this. Somebody like that probably grew up very poor. I can I mean, imagine. Maybe we're not worrying if they have, we're going to have a meal on sure. different times. You exactly. always have as much money exactly. as possible. But I feel like it goes to the extreme at times. It does. Well, and yeah. Plus, once you live your life a certain way, I mean, you're not going to change when you turn 60. Just because yeah. mm-hmm. if you haven't been a spender, then typically you're not going to be a spender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people look at the wealth. They, they like the satisfaction of seeing their bank account grow to a certain amount. Oh, or yeah. Their investments grow to a certain amount. And that's that to them is like, I've made it. Like, I have a million dollars in the bank. It's that safety. As opposed to like, hey, seeing, we took this. Like, I yeah. have 100000 in the bank. I feel safe knowing that's there or something, you know. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. maybe it's bringing or happiness. You know, if it's a need. So <laughs> just having a million dollars makes you happy, not spending it. It actually does not. It's proven that it actually it does doesn't. not. No. It does not. No, they say making over 80000 a year up to that point more money makes you happy after that it's all just it doesn't change yeah, say eighty thousand is about what so, people need to money have does a bring house, you happiness have a few vacations to here a certain and there point. 
but beyond it, um, it, it just feels like a rat race for people and having yeah. a little bit more doesn't necessarily add to people's happiness. No. Yeah, they I, have, it looks like a, like a frown face. It's like if you don't have enough, obviously you're stressed and in a yeah. bad situation. If you have too much, it makes things complicated and you don't really know who your friends are. And I mean, I'm okay yeah. with trying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if i could just have millions of dollars i'd be okay with trying it out i'll, I'll see how happy that's I why your second choice career is to be independently wealthy yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Um, we're gonna do the I first think that's choice most first. people's goals <laughs> independently wealthy there yeah. you go yeah <laughs> we'll see if that happens right <laughs> that's funny yeah so what were you we were i was asking about values and stuff but uh, do you have a question you want to ask so what if have you ever had a client come in and they put everything in the to keep category? M- most don't because they kind of recognize that with the way that we the way that we look at it with Mint especially is you can aggregate all your transactions by by merchant, meaning like you'll see all your Amazon purchases and all mm-hmm. your Target purchases, but only in one line item, and or like Whole Foods or Target or whatever whatever the case may be. And so they'll see they'll see like I spent that much there. That's I know I can do better. It's almost like they, the number combined with what how they know their shopping experience goes. Because they're at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are conflicts. I mean I've had I've had couples really argue in front of me. Yeah, uh, and and they they were out of town and they were seeing a therapist. So but there there had other issues. Sure, but they had the su- the argumentative cycle about about the spending and mm-hmm. there was blame and shame mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, so it does get. You know, there are things that I know when I'm over my skis, and I know when they need to see a professional to talk yeah, about. Yeah, definitely. It's like um, you need to you see guys Angela. Have problems. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but Fuck. but um, you had yeah. people. How many how many times have you had that happen? I, like people just start arguing in front oh, of a lot, a lot. But, yeah. But by the end, I mean most most couples, even if they're not overtly arguing, sometimes they have, you know, very poor Stiffness, body language toward like, each yeah. other. Maybe they're like not facing each other, not making eye eye contact. Maybe they. You know, it just it just doesn't watching, look like they're watching you. <laughs> <laughs> and and then by the end of the conversation, you can see not only in the financial transformation, but like the relationship transformation because mm-hmm. they are, you know, maybe he puts his arm around her, or they're holding hands, mm-hmm. or they they're smiling and laughing and joking. They by seem the like end. they might like each other a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. they're, they're working together and they have a, a mediator, moderator, mm-hmm. someone, a third party to take a look and say like, this is okay. I know this is okay for you. This is okay mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they have tools to work on it together. Yeah, That's we nice. actually do the same thing. I'll watch like when people first come in therapy, they sit on the opposite ends of the couch, but you know that they're starting to get better <laughs> as they sit closer and then maybe hold hands or smile and laugh. Yeah. Because I mean, the, the, the truth is like, even in my field, you know, I do sex therapy and sex is the same thing that's happening for them as it feels like this thing that they're blaming, they're shaming each other. And really, they just need to be able to approach it as a team, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, sex and, kind of is a team sport <laughs> well yes it is a team sport that's part of the challenge is they Although get into this um solo pursuer withdrawal cycle where one yeah. person is like always trying to have sex and the other person's avoiding it and it's not us as a team working on this and i can imagine a similar thing with finances where it's like you know you're always spending too much and it's like hey stop telling me what to do you're not my dad you're not you my know? dad <laughs> yeah you know, it's funny it's funny about money. i have had that yeah we've had you it said we've I, had you're it. not my dad <laughs> it, it's funny about like money and sex because money is something that i feel like couples like they're supposed to feel like they have under control and have mm-hmm. like 
they're really supposed to have a good handle on it and know how to money? work together as a team. Yeah, money. But but with <laughs> I set, don't think anybody does. But, <laughs> well, but but that's what they they feel that they should. Okay, they yeah. feel yeah. like they should have the oh, money. Oh, so it's order. almost even worse like because you're, you're supposed to do right. this and yet you we're can't. We're adults. We're supposed to be able to control our finances and really be able to pay mm-hmm. the bills and make it all. We're adults. Right. We're supposed to be able to enjoy sex and this isn't supposed to be difficult. When actually one in two couples is struggling with low desire, it's pretty common actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean with sex, it's like we're. I mean, some people are like have the notion that we we can't talk. It's awkward to talk about mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's just you know like we, so we just avoid that because it's awkward and i don't know same it's thing with money yeah. right but with money there's like the added thing of i mean couples probably think they should be having sex more at least one one mm-hmm. of the two probably does right mm-hmm. and that's where you <laughs> that's, that's always yeah. yeah right um and then but with money it's like oh we should be doing this it's almost like like dieting where there's this sort of like i know i should be eating better and mm-hmm. i just can't get myself to do it and they feel terrible where with sex mm-hmm. if they're not having sex you know f- it might it might be okay they might yeah. they might not feel like they should be having more, right. or at least one of them. No, oh, everybody yeah. feels like they should be having more sex because culture um, shows sex so romantically and yeah. it's like with people having just amazing desire and falling into bed all the time. So we're not seeing mm-hmm. practical versions of sex and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And so everybody feels like there's something wrong with them. They're abnormal. Um, the first six months to two years is when sex is easy for everyone. And then after that, it's something you have to put work into. And since people don't know that as well, then they'll feel like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with us? Why are we not in love the way we once were? Or why are we not feeling that same sense of lust? And I'm like, well, you're kind of normal. How do we work with that as a team? Because they are. And I think the same is true with finances. Is they're, they're perfectly normal. It's actually pretty challenging. You said only 5% of people are doing very well with the whole budgeting thing. And it's mm-hmm. the primary mode that people are using. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're not, you're not abnormal. I you're not abnormal. I want you guys to know. It's okay. You're all <laughs> terrible at money and you all struggle with sex. Yep. There you go. No, it's really yeah. true. I, I mean, there's, this is probably just coincidental, but there's this inverse relationship of like, you know, sex to talking mm-hmm. about money. Like when couples start out, they don't talk about money and they have a lot of sex. And then mm-hmm. as they talk more about money, they have less and less sex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's oh, I bet. I have definitely, <laughs> anecdotally, I have seen that 100%. The more we talk about money, the less sex we have. Because yeah. <laughs> generally you're talking about money because you don't have a lot of it. Well, not necessarily. I mean, people who have, people who have plenty or they're on top of it, they it's it's like a regular practice, like sex. Yeah. Like you, talking about it on a regular basis, having the weekly makes review. Makes it more normal. It makes it more normal. Yeah. It makes, makes, like, have a more hearty relationship, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. awesome. So make sure to have sex, but also talk about money. That mm-hmm. way... Maybe have sex on money, and then it'll be oh. all fixed. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I think Just I... like put dollar bills on your bed. <laughs> you could like do the weekly review after sex, so that you everyone's like yeah. really relaxed and oh, feeling yeah, satisfied. Yeah. And or like, if you can't down. afford dollar bills, you can throw nickels. You know, nickels. Yeah, nickels. a pile of nickels. <laughs> that might just be uncomfortable. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm all to imagine it all right that now. Cold change all over my body. <laughs> oh no! Make it rain. <laughs> Make, no, you're making it hail. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I might make it a more fun experience. I mean, how many people have actually had sex on money? I don't know, you know. (laughs) I don't know. I think we've made out on money. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. probably. But then I was like, I don't want to lose the money. So So let's put put this back in our wallet. That was actually our wedding night because people gave cash for, you know, the wedding. So (laughs) we threw it on the bed. We totally did that. I forgot. But then I like made sure to collect it. He's like, no, I don't want to lose this. I don't want to lose that. You never know what crevasse it might get lost in. Okay, so that about wraps it up for us today. you want to plug your website? What is your website? Yeah, sure. So I have a couple different resources for people that they can access on the website. So it's familybudgetexpert.com. Familybudgetexpert.com. So what can they yeah. get there? So if they go to the website, I have free training on the Keep Cutback Eliminate 
uh, technique that awesome. they can sign up for, get for, for free. Um, and there's also a way to get in touch if they go to familybudgetexpert.com slash get in touch. Mm-hmm. It'll bring up the contact form and they can reach out to me. Um, you know, most people don't like to dive right into money. So I do have a free 30 um, minute discovery session to figure out, okay, what do we need to talk about? What are the issues that you're having? How can I help? Can I help? Is mm-hmm. it a good fit? And in 30 minutes, we can get to all that um, before diving in. So they can go to familybudgetexpert.com slash get in touch for that. Or just go to familybybudgetexpert.com and yeah. get everything you need there. You can find it there. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much for having me. This has yeah, been a lot of fun. Thanks yeah, for being here. Cool. Yeah. Very so, much. What about you, Angela? You got something coming out right now? You have a book out, don't I you? I have a book out. It's called Helping Couples Overcome Infidelity, and it's on Amazon. And um, basically, I'm just covering some of the milestones that a lot of couples have to go over to um, work through infidelity. And the other thing I'm doing is a webinar for AAMFT. You can find it actually on aamft.org. And this is called... Um, an advanced look at poly and kink relationships. And we're basically, I'm going to teach some skills for people who are interested in that lifestyle or therapists who are interested in helping people in that lifestyle. Um, and it's just going to be an interesting, more advanced look at open relationships. That's Consensual awesome. non-monogamy. Oh no, all these technical <laughs> I hear it's terms. a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then of course you can see me as a therapist at www.therapistinstlouis.com. And this has been the About Sex Podcast. And we've been talking with with Robert Bertman. Robert Bertman. <laughs> Be sure to add us on Facebook, review us on iTunes, and send us your questions to aboutsexpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Joshua Skirtu. And I'm Angela Skirtu. Stay, Stay kinky, kinky, St. Louis. Louis.